Live from the center of the earth, girth. Yo, welcome to my summer lair. I'm your host, Sammy Yunan, and today I have kind of an unusual guest for me because uh, I tend to do a lot of pop culture. But you are a, is your title dating coach? I'm a dating and personal development coach. Okay. Uh, so introduce yourself and tell me what that means. Is that sort of like Hitch in uh, the Will Smith movie? So yeah, I'm, I'm Minnie Lane and yeah, I teach dating and personal development for men. So a, a bit like Hitch, yes, I'm sort of a love doctor helping guys find love or just general attraction, helping them to become more attractive essentially by becoming their true selves. Okay. And the reason I'm talking to you is not because I need help. I do need the help, obviously. <laughs> but the reason I'm talking to you is because you are in a new documentary called The Pickup Game. That's right. So you want to give us a brief synopsis? There's a number of different themes in the in the film. But you want to give us a snapshot of uh, the documentary, what it's about? Yeah, so the documentary is a sort of expose of some of the dark parts of this industry. Um, so the industry as a whole is not all bad. You know, there are some really good coaches out there, but there are some really awful coaches out there too, teaching really awful things, um, actually teaching guys to emotionally and psychologically manipulate women. Mm-hmm. And Toronto obviously has a big pickup scene. That's correct, right? I don't know, actually, but I imagine it probably does. This is a, a, a multi-million global dollar, in, um, dollar global industry, so it's mm-hmm. pretty much everywhere. All right. I want to start off with two things up front. How is this pickup culture, this idea of being more attractive, or uh, even like you mentioned, like some of the seedier aspects like seducing women, how is this any different than the current culture we have now surrounding dating, which is all very transient, like Tinder and there's hookup culture and friends with benefits and things like that. Nothing kind of really lasts. Everyone's kind of just got their own agenda and Mm -hmm. wants to fulfill needs, basically. So is it any different than that or is it a subset of it or how do you view those two cultures? Well, I I think there's hookup culture and then there's pickup which uh, the, the thing about pickup is it's it's dishonest it's it's teaching men to sort of create this persona that's not really them this like alpha male character mm-hmm. so it's it's not a judgment on whether or not people should have short-term relationships or not but it's about well what I want to teach is people that to bring real connection and honesty and treating people well and being kind to people into any kind of connection, even if it's just one night, you know, build a genuine connection with that person and make it a nourishing experience for both of you so that you can both leave feeling really great about that amazing night that you shared together mm-hmm. rather than waking up in the morning and someone feeling used and abused. The walk of shame. Yeah, you know, that waking up and regretting what you've done because you realize that you've been manipulated into bed, that's, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. And now, you said something interesting in the documentary, and I want to pick up on this. You said that it works. This pickup culture, it works? Yeah, well, actually, that was one of the things in the documentary where I was like, oh, I kind of wish I'd elaborated on that a bit because I, I think it gets results is a more accurate way of putting it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it works. It's, it's not sustainable. You know, it's, it can feel like it works in the same way that if you gave somebody who was sad drugs, that would feel like the answer mm-hmm. because they would feel happier. But actually, you're not doing anything about the core problem, which is that that person's feeling really sad. You know, you're just kind of displacing that with some drugs. And it, that, th- this industry works in the same way. You know, there's, there are techniques to get very quick, short-term results, but it works like a plaster, you know, to to not really deal with the core problem of the issue, which is that somebody is lonely and doesn't have human connection. Actually, pickup can be very dangerous um, when what you really need is 
human connection because yeah. some of the techniques actually teach people to disconnect with their emotions and play a character that's not really them. So it, it can seem like it works for a bit and that's why it's so dangerous because you know people think that they're living the high life and they're living the dream and they've finally got the problem uh, solved the problems but they haven't at all because later on down the line they realize that these girls are actually still not attracted to them they're attracted to this character that they're pretending to be and that can make them feel even more isolated and lonely and turn them into sociopaths they're dead inside i guess or like emotionally stunted in a way yeah and actually in the documentary um one of the guys paul janker who i actually know so he's now happily married and but he used to be heavily into pickup and teaching real manipulation to people and he says that when he was at his most pathological he got the most results but that he felt that he wasn't enjoying it you know that, that actually he felt dead inside and he likened it to the girls to like almost like corpses yeah so I, I get to the point of like the perspective from the male side where the dude obviously is trying to do like trying to like you said manipulation and trying to um, do these things. Are, are the women just not aware of it or they, they see it and they accept it for what it is or like what's the female kind of perspective then when the, when the dude is doing a pickup or do, doing these kind of things like the neg and those kind of things related I, to the I game? I think a lot of it is, is lack of awareness. You know, m most people actually don't even know this industry exists. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the documentary will be really helpful for sort of clearing that up and at least then women know what they're dealing with and men ha are aware of what they're being sucked into. Um, Sorry, what was the rest of that question? Yeah, so that's um, what I'm getting at. Let's back up for a little bit then. So I'm trying to understand all this. So mm -hmm. what is the point of dating then? Is that what you were saying earlier? Where like you just want to create a genuine connection? Is that how you view what dating actually is? Well, I, I think everybody deep down wants genuine hum human connection. But when we don't know how to have genuine connections, we would rather sort of create fake connections. And I think the, the documentary actually is you know the, the pickup industry is actually sort of an exaggerated version of just the general human condition where people feel that they're not good enough for who they really are and so we all sort of go around pretending to be something that we're not in in order to get other people to like us or get the things that we want you know i, I don't i don't think there are many people that haven't gone into a job interview and mm -hmm. lied about who they are in order to get the job yeah um of course i know spreadsheets <laughs> right. yeah exactly <laughs> i used to go into job interviews and say yeah yeah i'm really really organized i'm i'm really on the ball i'm mm -hmm. really punctual i'm all, yeah. all these and, and then i end up in a job and be like oh my god i hate this job yeah and it's like, well, i don't know spreadsheets at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly of course i hate this job because mm -hmm. i've i've lied about who i was in order to get it and the pickup industry is, is the same problem. If you're lying about who you are, then, yeah, you might get a girl, but she's, she doesn't like you who you really are. Mm -hmm. And so you're not actually getting the, the nourishment and the human connection that is what you're deep down craving. Yeah. Um, Neil Strauss, he wrote the book The Game, which was kind of what helped blow the, the lid off this kind of industry and put it on the map a little bit. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys in the book, who's actually also in the documentary Mystery, mm -hmm. he says in the in the book, if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always gotten. Yeah. And so how does then like I get the point of what you're saying, which is like you want to have a genuine connection. And I understand the manipulation is bad. And I get those two points. But then. 
how how do you then respond to somebody then who's trying his hardest or trying to be you know genuine and trying to get out this connection but at the same time is constantly facing rejection he's just not succeeding basically he keeps putting resumes out but he doesn't get a job interview yeah it's it's tough and i do really empathize with guys you know i i, I still work in this industry but in a very different way and I help guys to, to build genuine connections. And it's, it's really a, a journey of personal development that we all need to go on that, to sort of strip away all the things that are holding us back. You know, nobody's born unable to connect with other people. No, nobody's born scared to approach anybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody's born sort of riddled with um, anxieties about who they are and thinking that they're not good enough. So these are all things that, that we're conditioned um, to believe about ourselves and so I you can help people to sort of uncover these limiting beliefs in themselves and um, and deal with rejection and anxiety um, you know fear of rejection is is something that can it can be undone very quickly in the right situation but it that that develops over time through somebody's life because if you're a little bit anxious to approach a girl um then and then you see a girl that you like and you don't approach her what you're doing is you're accidentally um confirming to your brain that that was a dangerous situation so what starts off with a little bit of anxiety gets worse and so if you spend your whole life you know not approaching women that you that you find attractive because you're scared of rejection that fear is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until you're so anxious that you're scared to talk to anybody so but you can undo that. You can, you can undo anything. You know, we, we all have a highest self that is completely happy and fulfilled that we are on a journey to becoming. Um, but you can speed that up with mm-hmm. your own self-development and sort of take that into your own hands. Yeah. And in the documentary, you mentioned that for a part of this pickup culture, you were a practice girl. Yeah, it? initially. I, so I entered this industry like 12 years ago, mm-hmm. um, only quite briefly. But um I originally was a girl that, that the guys would practice conversation on and then I just sort of ended up teaching and then realized quite quickly that I was able to get clients on my own because I would meet guys all over the place and tell them what I do and people were very interested so I sort of left the companies and just did my own thing and I have spent the last decade you know really trying to get to the root issue of um, what stops people from being their naturally attractive selves mm-hmm. um, and that's a journey that's taken me you know all over the place I've been through years of psychotherapy um, I've done four 10-day silent meditation retreats um, I went and sat in the dark for an entire week you know huh. just just to yeah, try yeah. and understand myself and process some of my own emotions so that I can then pass the work on to other people and, and I'm you know the most happy and fulfilled I've ever been in my life and so I really know that this journey can work and you can end up with a job that you like and Mm -hmm. you're surrounded by friends that love you but i want to go back to when you were a practice girl because then i want to know what the experience was like were guys good at it or was there like was there consistent patterns that you saw where guys like you said were maybe afraid to approach you or were didn't know how to start the conversation or not making eye contact you know what i mean like were guys kind of bad at it or were yeah you see a lot of patterns and and that's that's what's enabled me to work out how to solve the things because you see the same problems over and over again so mm. with time you go okay well what is it that's causing that and what is it that's causing that and you know I realized pretty quickly you know why am I not attracted to any of these pickup artists it's because I know they're not being themselves and 
so I really wanted to teach people how to be more genuinely themselves and you know in order to do that I had to work out how to be more genuinely myself and go on that whole journey because you can't teach personal development if you haven't been on your own journey of personal development and you know I I I wonder if I wonder what the response to the industry will be from this documentary um I suspect that what will probably happen is that it will all be sort of repackaged as something else and selling programs of self-development or personal development. And I would encourage people to be very sceptical about that because when I watched that documentary, I did not see people that have been on a long journey of Mm self-development. And they're talking about teaching meditation and stuff. And I think, you know, I've done thousands of hours of meditation. And if you've done that amount of work on yourself you wouldn't be able to treat people badly like that. You just, when, when you cultivate love in yourself, you just cannot treat people badly anymore mm-hmm. because you, you become a more loving person. Um, so I don't know. I'm, it'll be interesting to see what happens, I think. Are you kind of lumping it all together then? Like, so there's the, there's the dudes, obviously, who are teaching the seminars, and we saw a number of them in the documentary. Mm-hmm. This is mainly what you're talking about, which is like people who are not being genuine, not being loving, and kind of just teaching these techniques. But then there's also a vast number of people, dudes, who are signing up for these courses and seminars yeah. and reading these books and things like that. And are you, you, are you lumping them both together in the same category? Or are they just kind of like... Just the dudes that sometimes show up to these seminars just generally kind of trying to figure things out or trying to get trying to talk to a practice girl. Well, I think one of the things that's difficult in talking about this industry is that there's just such a vast spectrum of stuff being taught. There's such a, a varied ty- types of people coming into the industry. You know, there's all kinds of coaches teaching all kinds of different things and there's all kinds of students. You know, I, I taught... My youngest student is 18, and my oldest student is 74. So there's there's no 74 still yeah, picking up. Yeah, I taught <laughs> I taught a 74 year old yeah. recently, and you know, so everybody's problems are different, and it's it makes it very difficult to talk about the industry as a whole. And I think yeah. there, I'm I'm not gonna say there's no value in what any of those people in the documentary are teaching. Obviously, that's that's not shown in the documentary, but they they probably are teaching some stuff that that is of some value to some people in some ways, but they're also teaching some really, really awful stuff. And that makes me realize that they don't actually understand the work that they're doing. So that's very, very dangerous. You know, when you really understand the mechanics behind everything, there's just no way that you would be able to teach bad behavior like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they've disconnected from, from themselves. So the problem with dating is that it involves somebody else. Right? Like somebody else's emotions. <laughs> I like that you think that's the problem with it. That's the problem with dating, right? <laughs> I think that's the benefit yeah, of it. Right. Well, I guess how it depends on how you look at it. But what I'm getting at is there is there a way then to do safe dating, I guess? where Because once somebody else is involved, then somebody else's heart and somebody else's emotions are involved. Yeah. And if you suck at it or you're not good at it or you haven't ha- hung up with a practice girl, then like you run the risk of not even – I'm not even talking about the manipulation that we saw in the documentary, but yeah. just in general – you run the risk of harming somebody or doing a terrible job at dating. Do you know what I'm getting at? Like, you mean just if you're if you're bad at it? Yeah. Well, like, is there a way to? I guess or maybe there isn't, but is like it's just the idea of like, is there a way to kind of bubble wrap 
uh, your heart so that way then it doesn't get damaged in the process until you figure things out a little bit? Good question, because the, the answer is no. You need to absolutely unbubble, unbubble wrap your heart. Your, your, the fact that your heart is bubble wrapped is the problem. You know, you need to open that up and be vulnerable and, and realize that it's always best to be honest. It's always best to be yourself, even when it seems like it's not. You know, that, that, that re- being who you really are and, and having honest, genuine connections with people might be hard at first, but over time, you'll realize that's the only thing worth doing because otherwise you're just cutting yourself off from your feelings and cutting yourself off from, from your emotions. And then there's only one way that's going to go and that's into deep loneliness. And I, and I think you really see that in the documentary mm-hmm. that you know these guys that have been very, very, very successful after a while, they're lonelier than they've ever been. And I think the, the fact that the documentary ends with Ross Jeffries, who started the industry uh, back in the 80s, now living alone with cats... is is a massive warning you know and this is what i've been trying to say for years is you know this isn't this doesn't have long-term results do not get sucked into thinking that you've solved your problems you haven't you're making your problems worse Mm -hmm. to pick up on that thread then because what i found uh both fascinating and both creeped out by was um in the documentary they have these anonymously shot videos where they show you the uh the dating coach or the the pickup artist in in action on Mm -hmm. the street so they'll go downtown somewhere in L.A. or New York City in Times Square, and then you can see these videos where they're picking up women and showing you how successful they are. And like I said, it's creepy, but also at the same time, it's fascinating because you d- you don't get to see. We kind of touched upon this. We don't. You don't get to see your own patterns. You don't get to see your own mistakes. You don't get to see the things that you're doing because there is no report card for dating. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. You don't always get the feedback. You'll just get somebody will break up with you or ghost you or and just kind of move on. So what I'm getting at is like, is there a way then to know or to get feedback or to figure things out? Because you said like you like you're saying it's a journey. You need to figure things out. You need to sit alone in the dark, right? So is well, I'm not saying you necessarily <laughs> have to sit. I mean, that's quite an yeah. extreme thing that I did. Yeah. But how do you then get the feedback or figure things out so that you then the next girl or the next person that you go out with, then you don't repeat the same things or make the same mistakes? Uh, if you pay attention you'll realize that life is constantly giving you feedback every single person you meet is giving you feedback every situation is giving you feedback you just have to start paying attention Mm -hmm. um so just really start trying to be honest about everything be honest with yourself you know spend some time with yourself listen to yourself spend some time thinking about who you are and what you really want um you know one of the first exercises that i get to do get my students to do is to just write down who they are and not to write down this is my job title and this is my name and this is where I live because that's not who you are you know and you've got to get you've got to start looking beyond that and realize no that's what you do where you live and what your name is that is not who you are and we we tend to live in this very shallow sort of surface level reality and we never really bother to go beyond that to work out what we really want or how we even feel about things we're just sort of stuck in our heads telling ourselves what we're thinking and feeling mm-hmm. you know meditation is something i'm always banging on about but it really is the answer to quite a lot of things you know to spend time with yourself and and just allow anything to come up and, and not judge yourself you know really accepting yourself for who you are at this moment and not wanting yourself to be any different whoever you are whatever you're doing you know at you can't change the past. So just absolutely trying to fully accept who you are right now. 
that's the the first part and then working out where you want to go and who you want to be and just fully committing to that journey and being like you know what would my best self look like okay right well I'm gonna I'm gonna try and be that better person and then I honestly think if if you've made a commitment to try and be the best person that you possibly can be then you're already perfect because nobody can ask for anything more than that. No mm-hmm. one can ask for you to be more than trying your best to be the best possible person that you can. And that's where real self-esteem starts to build. And from there, you can have genuine connections with people because you're not scared to reveal who you truly are because you know that the person you truly are is someone who's trying their best to grow and, be, and make the world a better place. Are you talking about reducing the amount of baggage then you bring into a new relationship then? So you don't like overpack basically? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think trying to deal with your baggage is a really, really great idea. You know, not projecting your past onto other people. And you're taking responsibility for your for your feelings and um yeah, dealing with that stuff. Again, meditation is a really good way to just sit there and, and process stuff. You know, I, I had a lot of stuff that I had to process from from my, some very difficult stuff in my past. So I have I have had to go and do lots of long meditation retreats and they've been hard. And, you know, I've, I felt like I actually really needed to go and sit in the dark for a week and just <laughs> really get to the bottom of some, some deep stuff that I knew I'd shove right down into my unconscious. Um, and I had to bring that to the surface and just stare it in the face until it was okay and I just made friends with it. And you, when you do that, you, you literally enlighten yourself of all this heavy baggage that you're carrying around. Is that what you mean by take responsibility for your feelings? Yeah, to not throw them onto other people, you know, if, and, and to allow yourself to feel, you know, get out of your head. If, if, you, if you feel angry, you know, sit there and feel it, you know, really feel it. Don't try and get out of it. If you feel lonely, sit there and explore the loneliness. Don't distract yourself or drown your sorrows with alcohol or, you know, all these other techniques we've got for, for not feeling stuff. You know, humans seem to be conditioned to run away from pain and and run towards pleasure short-term pleasures to make themselves feel better but actually you know pain is nature's way of alerting us to the fact that there's something that needs our attention so we need to start turning towards pain in order to understand it feel it and and heal from it and so we've been just talking superficially about dating but then where does does sex complicate these things as well then or how does that kind of factor in because isn't this also part of what the documentary was talking about was like a getting the numbers but then b also having the sexual conquests so is 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 the approach that we have to sex should it just be similar to the one you're just talking about in terms of dating or is it two different approaches yeah i think thinking of sex as a conquest is is not a great start you know sex my opinion of what sex is is it's it's an expression of the energy between two people. So whatever the connection you develop between that person, that's what your sex is going to be like. So all the more reason to develop true, genuine, intense connections with people, and then you're going to have really amazing sex, to be honest, because <laughs> if, 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 if the conne- connection that you have with somebody is that you're pretending to be somebody that you're not and you've got these massive barriers up and you're not letting anybody in, well, you're not going to have great sex. You probably don't even know what great sex is if, if that's how you've been living your life. If, if you see an interaction with a human as just um, enjoying exploring the, what you're like with this person rather than trying to get something from a person. You know, I'm, I've, I think we should go into any interaction with somebody trying to give, not trying to get, and to just enjoy exploring yourself and exploring another person, getting to know someone, trying to understand someone, showing someone who you really are. And then you're going to have like a really good connection to then explore sexually with somebody. 
bro, I just want to go back then because we, we touched upon this briefly. But do women have different agenda or different, um, I guess, maybe, let's go with agenda for lack of a better word, of what they want when uh, when they start dating and when sex starts to get involved? Is it a similar agenda to what the dudes want? Because the dudes, obviously, in, as we saw in the documentary, like they were kind of pushing away loneliness, kind of heartache, those kind of things. They didn't want to be a loser anymore, mm-hmm. those kind of themes. Are women kind of operating out of the same sort of agenda or do they have different needs or different desires? Um, I think that there's all types of different women, aren't there? In the same way that there's all different types of, of men. You know, some women are living a very shallow existence too and just looking for somebody who's the, the, the right image for them. And But, you know, this is all surface level. This is this is egoic wanting and we need to, we need to stop confusing egoic wants of things like, um, oh, I want money, I want sex, I want more attention, I want people to like me and mm-hmm. the, these are not these are egoic ones it, you, we need to go deeper to our, our real desires which are you know proper human connection and you know that's where we need to that's what we need to be feeding it's like what you're saying is basically it's there's a difference between like i'm hungry versus like i really want like a really solid piece of steak and some like mashed potatoes like you know exactly exactly so when, when you're hungry you know, you could eat some sweets and some crisps and that would that would stop the hunger and you would feel better. Mm-hmm. But the reason that your body is hungry in the first place is because it's crying, crying out for nutrition. You know, that's what the function of hunger is. It's to let us know that we need to take nutrition into the body. So, yes, you could solve that problem by stuffing your face with crisps every day, but then you're en- going to end up sick. And that's exactly what's happening here. You've got a, a deep need for human connection with other people and that's pulling you to that's attracting you towards other people but then if you're having shallow connections with people it's like eating crisps and again you're going to make yourself psychologically ill because you're having fake connections with somebody and actually the problem's going to get greater and greater because your body is crying out for, for real human connection we need real human connection and love in order to be psychologically healthy and but how do you know how to be loved if you've never been loved properly before? You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It, uh, well, this is why we're in this problem in the first place. Yes. It's, it's because a lot of people just don't receive the love that they need or they have really traumatic events. You know, I, I had loving parents, but then I had a, a, a major trauma when I lost my mum to suicide. And, you know, that caused me some deep, deep pain that then made me very emotionally insecure. And that's why I've had to do a lot of work on myself. But and I've. You know, I've I've had love from other people. You know, I've had I've had love from friends to help me heal. I've had love from partners. Um, you know, I, th- I think seeing a therapist is another way of getting love. You know, we, we all have these options open to us. You know, I give my students love. That's what I do. I spend time with them, and I do the things that that parents would do. You know, I listen to them. I help them work out who they are. I accept them for who they are. Um, you know, this kind of thing. But. What we need, what you realize eventually, is that you actually can love yourself. Once somebody's shown you how, to th- shown you that you're lovable, you can actually give love to yourself, um, and and you can develop yourself by giving love. And that that starts with things like spending time with yourself, paying attention to yourself. You know, all these things that we want other people to give us, you can give that to yourself. You know, if you want, if you're stressed because nobody will ever give you the time of day have a little think do you give yourself the time of day do you ever sit with yourself or are you always distracted by tv or or getting drunk you know how would we feel if every time we went to our parents for attention they were watching tv or getting drunk if you're doing that to yourself then you're part of the problem and you need to stop doing that you need to give yourself the love that you need in order to grow to your full potential 
And if somebody's listening to this and is thinking like, okay, I've tried to talk to some girls, I've done some Tinder stuff, and it's not working out, and uh, I was thinking of go down this road, maybe you could go to one of the seminars. Your advice is what? Not to go to the seminar, or what would you suggest? I would say be very, very, very careful because you can fall down a slippery slope that might make you seem like you're solving your problems and you're actually making your problems worse. You know, a lot of these techniques teach people to objectify women and and that you know takes you further away from genuine connection and it takes you teaches you to sort of shut off from your emotions rather than listening to them we need to listen to our emotions and listen to how how we feel and and just slowly know that we're okay and i'm not going to pretend that, the, that this is easy you know it's it can be a very long journey for me it's certainly been a very long journey so far and i know that i've still got a very very long way to go until i'm completely my highest self mm-hmm. um but i've done enough work on myself to really understand my journey and once you once you start going on this journey and you start seeing that that you get genuine results when you work on your own development and and I mean like really work on it um that nobody will ever go back from that and I think in the documentary you see that when people when people find real love they always drop pick up you know when people grow up they drop it because they realize oh that was not the answer actually mm-hmm. this is what i was looking for everybody deep down wants real love and real connection so you might think yeah yeah no i don't i just want to go and have sex with loads of hot models yeah okay i, I get that i understand <laughs> i, I get understand that too. <laughs> yeah. where that's coming yeah, from but you yes. know what <laughs> even if you want to go and have sex with hot models yeah. why not have a connection with her too why not make that a nourishing experience for both of you you know, you don't have to degrade her and objectify her and cut off from your emotions in order to do that. You can you can become confident in being yourself rather than becoming confident in playing this alpha male um, character. You know, and, and people talk about, oh, but the nice guy never gets anywhere. No, the the, the weak guy, the pushover guy, they never get anywhere. There's there's a there's a massive difference between being somebody who's kind and treats people well but because that's your choice because you are choosing to do that because you've decided I want to be a nice person mm-hmm. and somebody who's too scared to be otherwise and so they're just a people pleaser that will do what anybody whatever anyone tells them to do because that that's actually coming from a place of fear if you're nice out because you're scared that people won't like you otherwise then you're at the bottom of your journey you know you might yeah. have, you might have to go through some other things to realize oh you know actually I need to, to step out you need to you need to take risks if you're in that position to actually tell the truth and let someone know where your boundaries are and stop letting them walk over you and you know what you might lose some friends you might have some people not like you but it's still the way to go and you know you might think oh no this is worse than where I was before because now no one likes me well if you start speaking your truth and people don't like you those people were not your real friends in the first place you know, so let them go and start being yourself and get some genuine friends that really like you for who you really are. Is the trap that we fall into that this stuff is supposed to be kind of intuitive, that guys are supposed to know how to talk to girls? Because we do the same thing with like money, for example. Like everyone's yeah. supposed to like know how to handle money and save money. Yeah. And guys are supposed to know how to treat a girl. And like, Well, in an ideal world, these are things that we would be taught when, when we're young. But unfortunately, you know, most adults don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so we haven't had good role models. Right. We, we haven't had people teach us, unless you, you're really lucky and you had amazing parents, you know, generally people get to adulthood and they have no idea how to do at least a few things that are absolutely fundamental to living a healthy life. But it's never too late. And, and that's the thing, whoever you are, wherever, whatever state you're in, 
it's never too late to get on the right path and start living your your true life and and becoming who you're really meant to be which is happy and fulfilled and in terms of being happy and fulfilled from your perspective and from your experiences is there like uh, this mythological like the one out there like this one girl who's out there or is it just like i can go through life and then maybe there's like three or four girls that could work and then i just settle down with like one of them I don't know. I don't I don't know what the answer to it is there a soulmate for everybody is. But I I think if you're having genuine connections with people, it it doesn't matter anymore because you'll you'll find love everywhere you go and you'll you'll have a genuine connection with one person that will be a friendship and then you'll have a genuine connection with, with another person that might be a relationship. Um you might have a genuine connection with somebody that turns out to be a life partner. Um but if but to just enjoy exploring, to, you know, you meet a new person, try and let that be exciting to find out what your genuine connection is with that person. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is to just be yourself and see what happens and allow yourself to be vulnerable. And I, I want to close on this then. So go full circle back to the documentary then. Like you said, this is the pickup game. And so guys will go out and they'll go downtown or Times Square and these places and then they'll like try and pick up women, whatever. And this is a generalization, so answer it as best as you can. But are, are women kind of like, does their spider sense kind of tingle then? Does it go off when the guy's kind of approaching them that way and they kind of see that? Or are they kind of like, um, do they kind of see through the, like you said, he's kind of like being a character, he's not being himself. So there's that lack of genuineness. Does that does there, does a female's like spider sense kind of tingle and then she kind of knows it d- or I like? I think it, d- it depends, do they listen it depends to on it? her level of maturity. It depends yeah. how far she's in, in her own journey. You know, I think... If, if you're living a very shallow existence, you're probably not going to be not going to notice as much. And, and these techniques work best on women who are very, very insecure. And there's a reason for that. You know, if you've if you've worked a lot on your own personal development and become somebody who's honest and has integrity and only speaks the truth and is trustworthy, then you're going to spot this a mile off. You know, instantly you're going to be like, no way, yeah. <laughs> this doesn't add up. You know, so. Uh, the only the only person you can ever really change is yourself you know stop worrying about what other people are doing just work on yourself and work on on becoming the best person that you possibly can be work on being honest having integrity being kind treating people well treating yourself well and work on the documentary doing the work that you do with your students and stuff this gives you hope like people are figuring it out people are slowly coming around and like figuring out what love is and kind of being more loving and more gentle Yes, I'm. I'm a very optimistic person. Yeah, I, I think that, that there yeah. is a there's a lot of pain in the world and there's a lot of mess, but there's nothing that can't be fixed if we all start bucking our ideas up and just realizing that we are in control of our own lives and we we all have the ability to to change and grow into whatever we want to be. We really do, and you know everybody has the potential to be truly happy everybody no matter who you are what you're doing what you've been through you can deal with it you've just got to be shown the right path okay that's a very optimistic note (laughs) we can can end it there uh so the documentary is uh the pickup game and it's playing at hot docs right now uh i'm sure it'll like it'll uh be floating around i guess at other film festivals or do you know what's going to happen to it now or um i don't i know they're in negotiations at the moment with where it's going to be distributed I, it's not really my place to talk about that, I suppose, because it's up to the documentary makers. I'm yeah. just a contributor for it. But yeah, um, that's why I focus on the love stuff. Th- yeah, but it will um, it will for sure be accessible to everybody at, at some point in the not too distant future. Okay, 
thank you uh, for coming in and for yeah, hanging out you. and like uh, helping me figure out dating and bubble wrap in your heart and like <laughs> sitting alone in the dark and like <laughs> all the good stuff. We covered a lot, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Thank you very much for having thank me. You. It's been great. Yo, this is Sam Yunin. This has been another exciting episode of My Summer Lair. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out. You can follow me on Twitter where I am sarcastic and smooth. You can follow me on Facebook where I am sardonic. And you can follow me on, what's the last one? Oh, Instagram uh, where I, I make cheesy jokes. So you can see why I need to talk to a dating coach, obviously. Dating, yo.